She called me up at work and she was like, I think we should audition for Big Brother. There was never a discussion of us taking a break or going or splitting or anything. But we, yeah, we never discussed breaking up. We never discussed splitting up. We never, dis- we never even spoke about can I sleep in a bed with someone. We never even discussed that. Never. Meet Tully and Talia. Hi, I'm Tully. Hi, I'm Talia. Young, beautiful, blonde and in love with each other. Well, at least they were at one point. But this isn't your average love story. It's not even your average breakup story. In fact, there's really nothing average about this pair at all. We are ex-girlfriends, partners and besties. (laughs) I'm Georgia Love and this is Everyone Has an Ex. Come with me as we dive into a collection of unconventional stories about relationships past through the eyes and the hearts of the very people who lived them. So how do you go from calling someone your ex to calling them your bestie? Well, for that, we need to go back to the start. In a Sydney nightclub nine years ago. So I saw Talia from across the room at a bar, um, a gay bar we used to frequent at quite a bit. Um, it was interesting to me because I have a very had a very specific type when it came to women um, and she was bang on a brand for me. I remember turning to my best friend Katie and I said, who is that? Because I, she was just a fresh face and she was cute and I was like, I've never seen this person before. What is going on? Who is she? Where has she come from? I need to know everything about her. The love at first sight wasn't quite reciprocated. I still distinctly remember seeing her across the dance floor, staring me down, not in a hot way. I I thought I was being like, I mean, in my head, I was being really like mysterious and seductive. I'm turning to my best mate going, I don't know what that girl's problem (laughs) is with me. Like I actually used to refer to her as Regina George (laughs) behind her back. But their fate was written in the stars. Talia might not have wanted to hang out with the mean girl, but her friends did. The two groups ended up hanging out all night long. It was one of those things where, you know, it started off being 20 of us all having drinks and then there was 10 of us and then there were seven of us and there were five of us and there was just three of us. And I kind of was only sticking around because Talia was still there. Inevitably, Talia kind of had to acknowledge her. And while neither remembers those cute little details like the first thing that was said, who bought who a drink or who made who laugh, what they do remember is they couldn't be happier. It finally occurred. We spent, we spent hours talking. Yeah, and from that moment onwards, we were pretty much inseparable. Let's be clear on one thing, though. That didn't mean they were together from that night. Nothing's that easy. We all know the type, those who fall in love quickly and deeply. I knew very early on how I felt about her. But that wasn't Talia. In fact, she'd never been in a relationship at all and had definitely never said I love you. So, so many of these, like, feelings and things were really new to me, so much so that it was really confusing for my head because I didn't know what they were. It took a little bit of encouragement. I remember she said something like, it's really weird, like, usually by now, like, I'd be really annoyed by you and I'd be really sick of you and I'd want you to leave and, like, get away from me, but I just don't. Like, I, I don't want you to leave. And I'm sitting there going, you fucking idiot. It's because you love me. And she did. Just a few weeks into their new relationship, Talia's first relationship, the unspoken was, well, kind of spoken. Those three little words. 
You always know when it's coming. I feel like you just, there's a, I don't know, there's a, the air changes. You just know what's about to be said. And she was just looking at me with this like stunned Marlott look. And I was like, you're okay? Like what's going on? She's like, yeah. And I was like, okay, night. And like went to run back over and she like turned me back around again. And I was like, what is going on? Like, what do you, like, what do you want to say? And again, like, I didn't want to be the first to say it in case, in case that wasn't what she was going to say. And I would completely push her away and terrify her. And then eventually she points to her eyes, she points to her heart, and then she points at me. And I was like, what did you just say? And she's like, mm, mm, mm. And I was like, I love you too. Yeah. And then that became a thing. We'd do it from across, like, we'd do it from across the room at, like, a bar on the dance floor. I'd see her from across the room and she'd be like, I love you. So it became, like, a thing. And Tully was, you could say, a little bit excited about it. I think I told everyone that, like, people on the bus, like, people, everyone. like, the security guards on the way out, like, I let them know. Like, Every Everywhere we went, Tully was saying, this is my girlfriend. I'm pretty sure I sent out, like, a mass text message, maybe a family email, like, updated my fucking Facebook status. Like, I was psyched. So if first comes love, then comes... The whole, like, lesbian joke of, like, what does a lesbian bring to a second date? And the answer is a U-Haul. Yeah, they moved in together, like, straight away. Just a few weeks into their blossoming relationship, they had a house. They'd do the grocery shopping together, watch movies on the couch, be the last person each said goodnight to and the first to say good morning. They even got a dog. We did definitely just jump straight in the deep end, for sure. But, I mean, we had a lot of fun and we worked oh, really the best, well. The best so, Tully and Talia's was a beautiful, chaotic love, a meant-to-be type of love. And no one understands and surely no one else has ever felt this way type of love. They're very different people, but opposites attract. They complemented each other, challenged each other, and in each other, they brought out the very best. I am so all over the shop. Like, you know, I'm, I'm a storm in a teacup. I go 100 miles a minute. I struggle to relax. I struggle to organise my thoughts. Um, I'm very anxious. Talia is, as you can probably tell, even just by our, our voices, Talia is so chill. That was always the best thing about Tiles is that she kept me really grounded and reminded me what was important. And, and you know, that was just each other and our friends and our family and, and not to get bogged down with the little details and things that didn't really matter in the grand scheme of things. But, yeah, I am really chill to the point of, like, sometimes, you know, things I should care about, I'm yeah. like, meh. And it was good to have Tully to be there to, like, extract things out of me. Like, I really learn a lot from her, you know, being like, well, no, actually think about that. What do you actually feel? We definitely balanced each yeah, other Yeah, we, we were yin and yang. It was great. It was really good. But like many long-term relationships, things started to stall a little. We've all been there. The excitement of living together wears off and day-to-day life becomes a bit mundane. You know when one person in the couple does all the housework and it really gets on your nerves? That's how they would sit on the couch on the weekends and I would do load after load after load of our washing and she'd sit there and watch me do it and wouldn't offer to come help me hang it up, wouldn't, you know, wouldn't say thanks, wouldn't wouldn't offer a hand and then I'd ask her to do like one job of a day, like empty the bin and I'd come home and the bin's still full. And when one has issues that the other just doesn't know how to handle? Her anxiety was really bad and... And I come from a family where everyone's very mellow, everyone's very chill. You know, I had never been exposed to any sort of mental health issues like anxiety or depression, so I was just like, wow, she's so highly strung. I was feeling so much pressure to to fix her and to keep her head above water and, and all of this sort of stuff, and she was feeling really drained and dragged down with me, you know, being inexperienced in a relationship and not helping around the house and, and all that sort of stuff. At the two-year mark, it's fair to say their relationship wasn't at its peak. 
There was no doubt they loved each other and wanted to make it work. They just needed something to keep the spark alive. Something out of the ordinary. Yeah, one day Talia had an ingenious idea. Then he does. And she called me up at work and she was like, I think we should audition for Big Brother. You remember Big Brother? One of the very first reality TV shows, a social experiment where a couple dozen strangers were locked in a specially built house, totally isolated from the outside world and filmed 24-7 while we, the sick voyeurs at home, would watch on and vote out housemates one by one. There'd be lies, scandals, plot twists, secret relationships, fake relationships, new relationships, it's time to go, Georgia, and so on. You remember. Well, the show was coming back to Australian TVs after a four-year hiatus, and it was Talia who saw the ad looking for housemates for the new season. I saw the ad for Big Brother. I don't know what I was thinking. I was like, that would be hilarious. Like, we should try. In its eight seasons, the Australian iteration of the show had never had a same-sex couple, and Talia and Talia were pretty sure TV producers would like that storyline. That's just a great gimmick, no matter how they want to play it. Knowing couple, lesbian couple, that's just like so many tick, tick points for like drama and whatever else. So they applied and surprise, surprise, the producers loved it. They not only got through the first round of auditions, but they were fast-tracked right to the final stage. I think in our heads though, we always saw us going in together. We never, we never thought about going in separately. And isn't it true that what you fail to think of usually comes true? Tully got the phone call saying she was in. Talia didn't. But it was Talia who told her girlfriend to go for it. You will never regret doing it. You might regret turning it down. So with Talia's full support, she said yes. It was just a reality TV show after all. A bit of fun. The whole thing kind of was a bit of a joke, the whole process, and it was a bit like, what the heck? We thought I'd be out very early on as well. We thought I could be I could have been home in a week. Yeah. Yeah, so it was more so, like, not something we were taking super seriously. It was always, it was, and and as I said, like, I'm so mellow. And that was that. Tully was officially a Big Brother housemate. Now, you'd think the first conversation a couple of two years would have in this situation would be about their relationship, right? About the rules around what Tully could and couldn't do or say, about what would happen to their relationship when she was about to be locked away from any contact with her girlfriend for anywhere up to three months. There was never a discussion of us taking a break or going or splitting or anything. But we, yeah, we never discussed breaking up. We never discussed splitting up. We never, dis- we never even spoke about, can I sleep in a bed with someone? We never even discussed that. Never. I think that's because like our relationship had been pretty solid. There was, there were never any moments like, like that that happened throughout our relationship. We're both very secure. So I guess it was kind of just almost a given. Like it was kind of like we didn't need to have that chat. So after a whirlwind couple of weeks of preparation and short-term goodbyes, Tully went in to the Big Brother house. And straight off the bat, it was a lot harder than she'd expected. By this point I'd been in relationships my whole life and I was completely codependent. I really couldn't be by myself and I was really, really dreading having to do this without Talia. She spent almost every minute of the first few days crying. She couldn't eat, she couldn't sleep. All she could think about was Talia and how she'd made a huge mistake leaving the side of the person she loved and relied on most in the world. 
It got so bad, eventually a producer had to step in and give her the hard word. You've chosen to come into this house. You've chosen to do this experience. Lean in. Get involved. She's going to be there when you, when you get out. Stop lamenting that. Stop missing her and put your head in the game. And that was kind of the turning point where I just kind of was like, you're right, I'm in here. I'm going to stop crying about what's out there and just 100% get my head in the game. And she did. She put her head up and started to really enjoy herself, making friends, laughing and making Talia on the outside incredibly proud. Yeah, I was on board for sure. We would, like, get get all the girls around the house and all watch the episodes together. Like, there was a heaps big following. Everyone was super supportive once she got on there. Like, Team Tully was going off. It was super strange, but I'm all for new experiences and, and doing things out of the ordinary. So I was like, this is cool. Like, this is really cool. Now, one thing Tully thought she'd struggle with was bonding with the men in the house. Despite dating guys in high school, she'd come out in her late teens She didn't even have any straight male friends. Over the years, she'd become, in her words, a bit of a man-hater. I'd gotten a real chip on my shoulder from straight guys thinking that because I didn't look like a stereotypical lesbian or a bisexual that we weren't a serious relationship and that I was still free game. And, not, you know, I'd be holding Talia's hand or I'd have a hand around her waist or I'd even be, you know, kissing her and they'd still try and pick me up or, like, make gross jokes about threesomes and you know the first time that happened I'd laughed off second third the hundredth 200 500th time no I'm done I'm done with it so I was yeah I was pretty pretty reactive I didn't like straight guys I thought they were all the same I thought they were pieces of shit I thought they didn't respect my relationship didn't take me seriously um and yeah I didn't have a very good opinion on, on most men but the guys in the big brother house quickly changed her strong held opinion They were from all walks of life. There were professionals, students, an ex-footy player, a firefighter, and they were all just good guys, caring, respectful, full of hopes, dreams and insecurities of their own. Within just a few days in the house, Tully was already questioning everything she'd once thought she'd known. And so I remember thinking, fuck, maybe there are some good guys out there. Now, if this were a movie with Tully the star, at this exact moment, a tall, dark, handsome man would walk in, shake his long locks in slow motion, and we'd hear a big, loud gulp from Tully. But life's not a movie, right? Drew and Jade entered as a um, married couple. It was it was a, a twist. So they, they met in the diary room and they were told that they were going to be entering in five minutes as a married couple and they had to pull it off. If they pulled it off, they got to stay and if they didn't, they were up for eviction. Drew, long brown locks, piercing blue eyes and sun-kissed skin, Drew. Embodiment of tall, dark and handsome Drew. Drew, who... Any partner in Australia watching on may get just a little tinge of jealousy over. But lucky Tully only had eyes for Talia, right? I remember taking a look at Drew and thinking, I'm in trouble here. But at least as far as she knew, he was married. Anyway, Tully had a beautiful girlfriend who she was head over heels in love with. And Drew was, well, male. Everything would be fine. Totally fine. The eighth season of Big Brother Australia started a little differently to others. This time, the house was divided into two. All 21 housemates could see each other and talk, but it was through a glass wall, dividing both sides of the house. 
For a slightly nervous Tully, this was a good thing. She and Drew were on opposite sides. And there was surely nothing wrong with forming a friendship based solely on conversation. Our immediate connection was the fact that we both felt as if we'd been put in there by mistake. I remember sitting in the corner with him and we were both like, do you reckon that we're letting the producers down, do you reckon that they think we're being really boring? Because we just felt like we didn't fit in with everybody else. It didn't take long for them to develop a deep friendship. They shared secrets, made each other laugh, shared stories of their pasts and families. Then, after 24 days, the wall came down figuratively and literally. There was the first time we were on the same side of the house. That was another sort of milestone when I could actually physically be near him. Um, I was always near him. I'd always just find an excuse to be, we'd find excuses to be near each other. Um, You know, if he was getting a glass of water, I was suddenly very thirsty. We spoke about the oddest things, you know, we both used to like Pokemon when we were little. Um, You know, we, we had all this stuff in common. He... I think initially what changed what changed in my mind from us being mates to me thinking more about him romantically was um, it, he wasn't even talking to me. He, I was on my side of, of the house through this fence. He was on the other side talking to somebody, but I was listening to his conversation and he's talking about getting married. And I've always wanted to get married. It's always been really important to me, something that I've, I've always wanted since I was a little girl. Talia doesn't want to get married. She never has. And that's always been, it was always an issue of contention in our relationship. And he, hear this six foot two, blue eyed, you know, beautiful man was talking about how all he really wants is this big party for all his friends and family where he can talk about his love and how he wants, you know, three kids. And there was something I think about him having similar or the same goals as me that made me start to seriously consider him as a possibility. And I guess now even just that, now I'm thinking it now, I say I started to compare him to Talia and weighing him up to Talia. Now, it's not the first time this has happened in history. It can be quite natural when you meet someone who you've got a bit of a flirty spark with that you might, in your mind, compare them to your partner. This doesn't constitute cheating, It's just a hypothetical in your mind and your partner would never even know. Except, dear listener, let's not forget, all this was playing out live on national TV. I had been living with Tully for the past two years. I knew her idiosyncrasies. I know what she looks like when she's nervous. I know how she flirts. I know all all of these little subtle things. So I actually called it really early. I was like, she's into him. I still wasn't upset about it. I didn't, to be honest, I didn't think she would take it that far. Of course she wouldn't. Surely it was just a bit of innocent flirting. But I do remember very clearly the moment I realised I was in love with him. Next time on Everyone Has an Ex. Kind of got to a point where I was just like, this is too much. Literally like a slow car crash, like I sat and was like, <gasps> and I was like, what the fuck have I done? I hurt the one person that I loved most in the world. And that's something that I don't forget myself for. Everyone Has an Ex is written and narrated by me, Georgia Love. Produced by Linda Scott and edited by Matt Sofo. 
Thank you for listening. We would love to hear from you. If you like what you've just heard, please hit subscribe, write a review and leave us five stars. If you think you've got a better story, send it to us at everyonehasanx at mintymedia.com.au. That's M-I-N-T-Y media.com.au. And follow us on Instagram at at everyonehasanx.